technophobia rules this month as computers turn evil. So lock up your hard drives, run for your lives, you're listening to Devil Times 5. Hi, this is episode 5 of the Devil Times 5 Horror Podcast. Thanks for logging on. I'm Cliff Barnes and putting the knowledge into information technology are Richard Tronson, Holly Horror, CJ Lines and Sarah Dobbs. Hello. 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 First off, we're going to claim responsibility for the recent WannaCry ransomware virus because that might give us publicity for that episode, so tell your friends it was us. And later on, we will be discussing all manner of killer computer movies with our features this month being Evil Speak and Unfriended. So, guys, what's the worst thing that's ever happened to you on the internet? Uh, buying DVDs on sketchy websites, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> the dark web. Yeah. <laughs> Deep web. I had an internet friend pretend to kill themselves once. What the fuck? Um, yeah. Uh, I had... I think she was actually the first person I'd ever spoken to on the internet. And um, it was like back in the day of kind of AOL Messenger and all that stuff. And one day um, I got an email from supposedly like I think her cousin or something saying that she killed herself. Um, and we were all part of this online community and we were all kind of freaking out a bit um, and all kind of like being very sad and comforting each other and being like, oh, this is so terrible. Um, and then somebody called her school uh, to find something out. I think they're trying to find out where to send flowers or something. And yeah, she wasn't dead at all. It was all a big, <laughs> terrible <laughs> lie. So, you haven't yeah. befriended anyone on an online sense? No. <laughs> Never Except spoken us. to another person online ever. Worst thing that happened to me it was just a couple of days ago. Um, a friend of mine on Facebook um, shared a post uh, from some lost property website uh, in South London. There was someone who'd been on the 484 bus towards Camberwell and they got off at Broccoli and their kid left um, left his toy monkey on the bus and so they're asking if you know, anyone picked up this this toy monkey and I replied this monkey's gone to Peckham and it only got three likes and that was a fucking good joke right it deserves a lot more than three fucking likes it's geographically accurate the 484 does go to Peckham after Broccoli it was a great fucking joke I, I don't likes. get it Might yeah <laughs> the locals uh, yeah it was for the locals still cut up about it um right so we're segwaying naturally into highs and lows um so we'll start with holly what was your horror low light this month was it the eurovision song contest uh yeah that was her highlight no <laughs> no really i felt so year. dirty the day after that <laughs> I, I, uh, that was bad i'm just bummed moldova didn't yeah, they deserved better, didn't they? Yeah, there we go. It's the only song I liked. Guys, we're so off-brand right now. We really are, yeah. aren't we? <laughs> right, um, Holly, what has your be- been your actual horror lowlight? Uh, Dreamhouse, made-for-TV garbage. It was so bad. It was so boring and just bland. It had, What's um, it about? It's sort of like... It's like Demon, Demon Seed. Seed. A little kind bit, of. you know, the father... Uh, sets up a home computer system where the the computer does everything for them and it's like high tech security with a spring with a hand and a butcher knife that comes out of the kitchen wall you know that kind of security i guess that was cool (laughs) (laughs) and i don't know it was just bad it was very we'll we'll talk about this later but we'll talk about these things later but i love it when these um computer control these computers that turned evil 
um, like how they make weapons. It's always <laughs> yeah, a knife on a spring. Uh, there's garden shears on a load of cable. <laughs> it's just fucking stupid. These films. Anyway, we'll be talking about them later. What's your highlight? Uh, the Ghost in the Machine. Oh well, we'll go into detail in that yeah. like, about that later because that is actually a really good film. So, and I know. Fits our theme. So, uh, Richard, should we move on to you? Yeah, um, my low light, actually, both my low light and highlight have kind of been you know, mentioned in the past, uh, past episodes. Okay. My low light is uh, the, dare I say, it, somewhat uh, highly anticipated sequel slash reboot, Rings. Uh, yeah. Which I thought was awful. <laughs> yeah. Was so I think, I, think I did warn you. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. You did. Uh, I was going to watch it either way, but it's so bad. Mm-hmm. And highlight, um, so bad. I, I don't even want to talk about it. Highlight is, uh, I think CJ brought this up. The Void. Yeah, yeah. So I finally got to see. I thought it was really good. Yeah, yeah. Jeez, I, I watched that this month as well, and um, yeah, it's, it's brilliant. It's uh, it's, it's okay. Really fr- Oh, it's oh, not okay. We're for once, going to have unanimous uh, verdict that it's no. great. <laughs> Sorry, oh, you, you ruined it. <laughs> I just really like how it um, manages to bring back the kind of style of the eighties yeah. without yes. going overboard with references. Yeah, so, yeah, it's, it's a bit like the thing. It's a bit like Hellraiser. I thought it was like so Beyond. derivative, though. It was very Fulci. It was Hellraiser. It was like just so many influences, and it was too much. And I didn't like all the explanations. But it's also its own. Beast, so to speak. Yeah, it did the the I really like the vibe. I really like the vibe of it. Just it, it's yeah. kind of mm-hmm. dark, very dark and spooky. And yeah, it looked good. I knew the acting was decent. The uh, monster yes. effects were yeah. Yeah. really good. What a great monster! Cast, casting yeah. Kenneth Welsh, um, Wyndham Earl from Twin yes. Peaks as, as the yeah. villain is brilliant. Uh, right, my low light has been Animal uh, from a couple of years ago. Which is about a load of people going for a um, hike through the forest and there's a monster out there. And it's just one of those, why can't American films uh, write characters who are supposed to be friends who actually get on with each other? Why do they they always seem like they'd rather be in anyone else's company than their so-called friends? It's just lazy writing, isn't it? Because they're trying to get every character archetype in there. So you've usually got like the jock, the nerd, all the rest, even though they would never ever be friends in real life. But they're just trying to cover all bases so that the audience has got someone to apparently... And it's always, always like a leader of the pack that none of the guys like, but they hang with him. And it does that thing of um, making one of the female characters pregnant because apparently then it's it's you know she's it's more jeopardy because she's pregnant. Does if you can't care can't care about a woman unless you know she's a baby incubator. <laughs> mm-hmm. Is is there a payoff to that like in Anthropophagus? No, where... not at all, not at all. No, no, that's nothing to do with anything. Um, and my highlight is a rewatch of Human Centipede 2, but I, I watched it in colour this time because uh, the guys on the Ancient Slumber podcast did the Human Centipede uh, trilogy last month and mentioned that it is available in colour, Human Centipede 2. And, well, you know, it, I think the, the black and white fits the kind of fucked up social realism of the first half of the film, but once it gets gory, you really need to see that in colour. So it's great. It's, it's really, really good. It's one of my favourite films of the, of the decade, of the century. And um, I love it. And I think it's an underrated, un- misunderstood comedy gem. Is, is the colour version on the Blu-ray? It's on... Right, or okay. DVD. So I 
I bought, you can get it on an Austrian Blu-ray, uh, and I bought that, and uh, for some reason, it the picture was a bit jerky, and it was only, only seemed to be DVD quality, and there was only 2.0 stereo sound, so I thought, so I bought the Scream Factory box set with all three films, because it's also in that, exactly the same issues on it, it's just stereo sound and just slightly dodgy picture quality for some reason, but there you go, so I've got two, uh, well now I've got Three Blu-rays of Human Centipede 2. Bloody hell. Um, yes. That's <laughs> at least two, two too many. I've, no, I've put, I've put them on, put two of them on eBay, and if they don't sell, then I might give them away to listeners who leave nice reviews for us on iTunes. So, yes, that, that might happen. Um, CJ! Mm. Uh, okay, my low light. I'll, I'll start low and go high. Uh, my low light was Snoop Dogg's Hood of Horror. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Why, why would I watch Snoop Dogg's Hood of Horror? You might ask. Well, well, I would. I, I don't yeah. know why I haven't. Yeah. Well, that was I like Snoop. Uh, that was my feeling. Like you know, it sounded good. Um, a sort of anthology of urban stories curated by Snoop Dogg. Uh, but it probably didn't help that these stories that are set in the hood are written by thirty-year-old uh, white dudes. So <laughs> it's just really really crass and vulgar and depressingly bad it's so cheaply made you've got bits where like uh, i mean at the end of the second story which is definitely the the low point uh snoop dogg walks back in just as a dog explodes and a dwarf vomits <laughs> into a bowl uh, it's just seen, seen like that you're just kind of like uh, what oh it's just too much too much i mean you know i'm certainly no prude uh but it was just puerile rather than anything else it was just horrible whole thing ends with a rap as well that that sums up everything that you've just seen over the course of like a six oh, wow. minute rap where he, he just tells you the stories again and i feel like was this originally written as a rap and then you just dragged it out to <laughs> you're making me want to watch it again yeah holly's oh. a big fan of those sort of things those raps yeah. at the end of and, films. And, and, and anthologies i had to double check and i i did watch it and i gave it one star but i, I yeah. can't remember <laughs> I think that's so, uh, a fair go. rating. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that sucked. Uh, highlight was uh, Wisconsin Death Trip, which is a really, really strange film that uh, I heard about through the Reprobate magazine. Big up Reprobate. Uh, and they uh, tweeted that there was going to be a screening of it at the Regent Street Cinema, so I went along completely blind, no idea what it was, uh, just because it sounded cool. I like the title. Uh, and it's just incredible. It's It's a dramatic recreation of uh, various events that happened in this small town in Wisconsin uh, the sort of end of the uh, 19th century and yeah it's just like nothing else I've, I've seen really really affected me uh, I thought it was brilliant yeah I, I liked it a lot too uh, I found it disappointing because I, I, I thought I, it, just, I, I was ex- before you explain why I do think mm. that one of the problems might have been that you watched it on a train, whereas I didn't actually. I watched it at work. Oh right, okay. <laughs> on, my, on a computer screen. My bad. One um, of the problems might be that you watched it at work because uh, you know I think watching it in a cinema really allows that atmosphere to to wash over you, and it is all atmosphere because obviously there's not really a plot to speak of. Yeah. No, but I was expecting because it's based uh, because it's like so arty in that. You know, an experimental. I was expecting it to look amazing, but I don't think it, it did. does. Oh, it, it looks, looks amazing. Stunning. 
Yeah, Absolute, I think it looks so there good. There were some shots that were incredible. It's beautiful. Like the, the big tracking uh -huh. shot over the, the, the steam engine was just phenomenal. Like, I've never seen yeah. anything like that. I thought it yeah, I thought it looked beautiful. The score was really good. I think part the of the music. problem might be that you downloaded a shitty illegal version. I did not. I watched it on Amazon Prime. I paid. I paid two pound ninety nine oh, for it on Amazon. All, all the things that you usually do. <laughs> I thought, I thought this time. But, uh, uh, admittedly, I did that because I couldn't find an illegal. Uh, ah. <laughs> <laughs> um, right. Okay. And Sarah, you're you're high and low. Hello. Uh, my low is a new horror film called Nails that has Ross Noble in the cast and one of the women from uh, The Descent whose name I've completely forgotten. Um, yeah, but it's about a woman who gets in a car accident and is paralysed in a hospital bed and there's a monster in the hospital uh, that kind of comes to get her. Um, which should be really creepy, but it isn't. And it just has one of those monsters that's just kind of really offensive when they explain the backstory. Um, so yeah, that's garbage. Don't watch it. I, I'm looking forward to it though because I, I don't like his stand-up but I thought Ross Noble was really good in Stitches well, just to spoil it for you he's not actually in this film very much he has like uh, oh. a couple of scenes as kind of oh, okay. slightly comic relief-ish so. right. um, and my highlight is Colossal the Anne Hathaway giant monster movie um, oh, I can't wait to watch that one <laughs> yeah so I kind of don't want to spoil anything about it so I think you should just go in as blind as possible, but, but it's awesome. Yeah, I love so the guy's good. movies. He's so good. Yeah, Nacho Vigalondo. Yeah, he's awesome. Yeah, just some oh. kind of weird genius, isn't he? Like, yeah. Uh, I think the best, best thing I've seen by him is um, his entry in is it VHS Viral, um, the one about the inventor who comes up with a uh, way to get to a parallel universe. Oh, I've not seen goes, that. Yeah, it's, it's good that. Um, but I... Wasn't mad keen on time crimes, oh, and time. so good. Love time crimes. Open Windows is fucking. I find awful. that so weird as a Brian De Palma fan that you didn't like Open Windows because that's just like total De Palma worship, but amped up to nightmare levels. Well, I thought Colossal was very different from everything else I'd ever seen by him. So there's that. Okay. All right. Well, they've been our highs and lows of the month, so now it's time for this month's theme of PCs gone mad. You blocked me on Facebook, and now you're going to die. Our first feature this month is Eric Weston's 1981 video nasty, Evil Speak. Everyone's known a boy like Stanley Coopersmith. Evil Speak. Screwed up for the last time, Cooper Dick. Evil Speak. You see, everyone thought Stanley was a joke. <laughs> An outcast with no one to turn to. But you guys broke my catapult. You're gonna pay for that. No one except man's most advanced machine. Stanley used the power of man to call on the powers of evil. I, Stanley Cooper Smith, command you! And all hell broke loose. Evil speak. Remember that little kid you used to pick on? Well, he's a big boy now. Clint Howard stars as Private Coopersmith, a bullied kid at a military academy who finds a 16th century guide to devil worshipping, and the computer he uses to translate it ends up summoning a vengeful demon and, for some reason, killer pigs. Right, CJ, you are a huge fan <laughs> of Evil Speak. Yeah, you might just have to cut me off because I'll probably just go on and on and on. I mean, I, it's genuinely one of my favourite horror films of all time. 
I absolutely love it. Uh, I think, you know, there's an argument that it's just kind of a male version of Carrie, uh, which to some extent is, is, is true in, in the broad structuring of the plot, that you have this kind of nerdy kid who's picked on again and again and again, and then ultimately unleashes this kind of telekinetic apocalypse. Um, but I think there's so much more to it than that. I think, you know, there's, there's an element in there that's subtextual about class struggle and um, military training and what that does uh, to people's minds, but I think just the characters are, are so well drawn. I think uh, not just Cooper Smith, but the bullies uh, are really well written. Like quite often in films, you have bullies who are either complete psychopaths right from the start, who are just like, you know, chopping people up and, and doing things that are just unthinkable, or they're completely ineffectual. Whereas the bullies here, it's just horrible what 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 they keep doing to him. Like everything he tries to do, they just make him feel really small and irrelevant and stupid just in little ways uh, and, and they just egg each other on until it reaches that horrendous scene with the dog um, where I think it, I've never seen a, a scene like that that really cuts to that sort of mob mentality of, of bullying where they just really get get into this frenzy of, of hatred and, and violence um, and I find that just, I mean the whole film is intense and sweaty like everybody is sweating in, in almost every scene um, and Clint Howard is just fucking amazing hey, he's like, so really, good he in plays, that yeah. yeah he plays um, Virgin on the Edge of Tears really well doesn't he, his he, face he, goes all puffy he, and, does, he was yeah, crying he through a lot of it yeah, and he, yeah. Ha he has those great big emotional scenes, but I just love that whatever he's doing, he is physically inhabiting that character all the way. Like, every time he walks Ooh. into a room, he looks as if the room is, is, is too small for him. Like, he, he just wants to, like, disappear. He's, he's always uh, just too big for, for everything. He just doesn't want to be seen or noticed, because as soon as he is, he knows that somebody's gonna gonna pick on him and i i just i think it's you know people see clint howard as like a z-grade actor and a bit of a you know oh, he's a bit of a freaky weirdo and everything but his performance in evil speak is it's just his performance astounding. did you say did, no, did you say performance i did not say performance <laughs> <laughs> i think i think you you have a, a hearing problem with that word you always hear performance no matter what how anyone pronounces it uh, yeah but this time this time i've recorded it so <laughs> you can play it back and <laughs> but his performance in Evil Speak. But his performance in Evil Speak. But his performance, 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 performance. <laughs> uh, but yeah, and then obviously there's the the violence is just wow off the scale. Like the the yeah. last scene is so unbelievably gory and intense and blasphemous uh, and made so much better by that soundtrack that just mixes oh, the music's that. great. Oh, you know, you've got this sort of Gregorian chanting with the retro wave synths, uh, and I think that's so suited to the film, because obviously you've got this element of 16th century Satanism, uh, but you've also got this very now very retro but then very cutting edge computer technology thing um and i think it's it's interesting to watch a film about computers from that era because they were something that were for you know proper nerds like stanley coopersmith they weren't something that everybody uses and i think that's it's really interesting to see them represented in, in a film this early on the way that they are um and well, does I, anyone 
I am going to cut you off. <laughs> I told you you would. I, I mean, I'm not halfway through my notes, but yeah. Uh, does anyone really understand how the computer is supposed to like, be involved in this? Because it sort of just translates Latin and then all of a sudden there's yeah. a pentagram on the screen. He, he programs a black mass know. into the computer. You know, it's a it's a electromass. Makes sense. Isn't that a Benny Benassi song? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, I don't really understand how the computer fits into it particularly, but... Uh, just go uh, with it. I don't really care. It's cool. I know. It's, yeah. it's computers. I think it, it can do anything. Uh, I think it's, it's, it works. Like, in the context of the story, you can you can get behind it. That it you know, with the simplistic mentality of how computers work, you program something in, and it gives you something out. So he's programming in all this profound evil from the past, and the it's computer bad. is just processing that, and it's becoming... Yeah. You know this technological black mass that unleashes hell. All right, um, Sarah, you are not always on board with eighties horror. I I quite like this one. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> That's as much enthusiasm as you'll get. Yeah, I like this one. I like Clint Howard. It's not just like the kids that are bullying him; the staff bullies him as well. Mm. You know, except for the cook. No one He's likes the only this person. Guy. Yeah, and and. You know, they follow up everything they say to him with, like, Cooper Smith. And they, they just say it with so much disdain. And, like, you just feel so Cooper bad for Dick. him. Yeah, Cooper Dick. That's a bit, that's a bit like um, in Christine, isn't it? Cuntingham. Yeah. I do find the motivation of some of them a bit... Sort of, they're just doing things for the sake of being, like, being a horror film. Like, like that bit where the bullies are... Um, Coopsmith's doing his ritual and the bullies turn up in the basement wearing animal masks for what reason who knows yeah. they don't know he's doing a, a ritual do they at that point but they just happen to turn up in these animal masks and make him think he's conjured up loads of strange beasts <laughs> you can just chalk it down to like that's the sort of shit that frat boy types do isn't yeah. it you know they stick on animal masks get the cock out <laughs> kill each other do whatever the yeah. amazing rituals <laughs> demand I mean, didn't you guys have a, a politician who put his dick in a pig's mouth or something? Like, politician, why, why, why fucking prime, prime minister. minister. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah, I think you can easily explain away animal masks at a military academy. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny that he thinks he actually conjured up these animals. I know. Um, the prologue, the 16th century prologue, uh, does such a terrible job of setting the tone for the film, doesn't it? I don't why? hate it at all. I think it's fine. I mean, you've got. Richard Marl, you've got a kind of almost um, evokes the beyond a little bit. That sort of, you know. Yeah, and you see this the sword that he uses later for the beheading yeah. and stuff. Yeah, that's like yeah, pre you want to recall it. Oh, I love that bit where Cooper Smith's levitating with the sword. Oh, that's phenomenal. Yeah. Absolutely. Why is levitating so cool? Like, like when we were talking about Annabelle last <laughs> yeah. month, the best bit of that is when Annabelle levitates. I love how most of the violence is saved for the last what fifteen minutes. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but, it, but it's, like it's, it's not like it's not building. Like there's always this no. intensity and this undercurrent yeah. of, of just horrible stuff happening, and then it just then it really, just loose, really yeah. happens. That yeah. It really delivers in that that final reel. I'm more curious about how those pigs are associated with the book, though, because whenever anybody you know, yeah. tries anything with the book, like the pigs come in, I, I don't really get that, but I, I don't mind it. <laughs> I mean, the, the plot is full of holes. I don't, let's I don't, face it. I, I think that's unfair to say it's full of holes. I think the pig, the pigs are probably the only bit where I feel I'm not sure I can justify this beyond it's a cool but gratuitous scene. 
Um, How do you explain? So, you know the secretary, who's my favourite character. Yeah, she's she's the gratuitous character. Uh, you know she takes the book. She takes the book home with her, and once she's been killed by the pigs, the book disappears and reappears in in yeah, Smith's room. That, that whole why scene why is... why not do that earlier? I, I don't know. That whole scene is, is they the wanted to kill her. Just, they they just wanted some gratuitous nudity in the shower. And that's unfortunately. You know, I, I do think that's the one scene where, yeah, everything that happens in that little mini arc leading up to it could probably be removed. But aside from that, no, it couldn't, because I love that character. She is so dirty. <laughs> she is filthy. That woman. When he's getting like spanked in that yeah. office, like she's like, into it. She's, like, you know? like, she's, she's yeah. a creep. <laughs> and she's wearing that. She's wearing that dress with all the red lips over it, and then like. <laughs> Uh, she takes the book home and strips down to her bra and pants and it's like she's going to wank over the book isn't she? she's going to wank over the book um, she is filth that woman and, uh, That's and for some reason her. the actress the actress Lynn Hancock in the interview on the Blu-ray she says that um, she, she was supposed to do that scene of getting undressed completely naked um, but she went out and bought a nice bra and pants and said look, wouldn't it look better in this so that she wouldn't have to get naked but she does get naked later on doesn't she yeah, so I don't know does. what what the uh, you know point of that was? Her only other role after Evil Speak was in a film called Goodbye Cruel World, where she played a character called Martha, the Joy Crotch Jeans Woman. Oh, <laughs> I guess she brought her own underwear to that one as well. <laughs> Vibrating underwear, presumably. Um, and there's a gratuitous and pointless roller disco scene because it's the eighties. Yeah, I, yep. I, 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 I accept that. The when when you when your star is called Clint Howard, um, you really need to be careful what font you use to do the end credits. And whoever did the end credits for Evil Speak wasn't careful enough. Oh. It definitely <laughs> it definitely says Cunt Howard. Yeah, I didn't notice, but yeah, I know what you're. Uh, right, have we got anything else to say about Evil Speak before we move on? Yeah, I'm just gonna check in one final thing since uh it is kind of the end of the movie uh spoiler alert um but i love how you have that thing at the very end where the computer's saying i stanley cooper smith shall return and and, and all the rest and and i love the idea that that is actually tied in with the reality of the rise of computers throughout the the 80s the 90s and where we are now where we're all carrying a little computer around in our pockets all the time which to you know somebody in 1981 would be anathema because they were this sort of very uh you know not not something that normal people had at all and i and i just like the idea that cooper smith's got his his ultimate revenge because he's he's in all of our phones everywhere <laughs> i well, love this movie uh, way too much <laughs> <I'm sorry. laughs> well it's, it's that's a good time to Look at how um, the use of computers and technology has sort of made it, found its way into horror over the years. Uh, I think possibly the first instance of it might have been Demon Seed in 1977, where there's this guy, a, a computer scientist, making a supercomputer that contains the sum total of human knowledge. Um, and the way that they're teaching it, it is by putting people in a room and reading history books to it, which that's going to take forever right <laughs> yeah <laughs> and then and then all you're going to be left with is basically an encyclopedia <laughs> it's, it's not, not fucking worth the effort but of course the computer t- turns evil and tries to kill the scientist's wife 
by somehow making a prosthetic arm on a wheelchair that goes around her house and terrorises her. And, well, is he trying to kill her? He's more trying to impregnate her. No, oh, yeah, impregnate her. Yeah. No, yes, yeah, of course, impregnate her. computer is rapey as fuck, which yeah. is just <laughs> preposterous. I think, well, you know, I mean, the movie has this tone that it, it thinks it's like Kubrick or something, but it is yeah. about a rapey yeah. computer. Which is just <laughs> like, using a wheelchair with an arm strapped to it. Yeah. And then, that, and then it makes a metal snake that... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's fucking mental demon seed it's <laughs> such a shame that yeah you're right it's got this really portentous self-important tone and it is t- such bullshit and, <laughs> and and i really wish it was it was more self-aware and funny yeah i wish it was less boring like yeah. we're making well, it yeah. sound amazing yeah. but it's just so tedious you're like come on so se- places so serious so it gets yeah. boring yeah. I guess. yeah such yeah 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 it's such a missed opportunity it really is some of the most ridiculous films of this uh theme in 1986 and 88 nightmare weekend and the urge to kill um so let's start with nightmare weekend which has a girl who's the daughter of a computer scientist who's created this amazing amazing computer and her interface with it is a fucking children's puppet of a butler called george (laughs) George. (laughs) and for some reason he can control cars for real when playing a racing game <laughs> and there's these silver balls like out of phantasm that kill but people. like pinball it's sort of like pinball you know that's what i took away from it like it was sort of like a killer ki- pinball computer or something so it would send think- out the the silver balls i remember thinking it was sort of like a pinball machine but yeah, I can see the pinball thing, especially because George yeah. likes games, uh, so that makes sense. But I mean, I say makes sense like anything makes there sense. There is it, in like, this film. like sex pinball scene. Yeah, there the is bar. sex on a pinball yeah. machine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of sex in that film. It's basically soft porn, isn't it? Yeah, kind of spliced together with a horror movie, but it's mostly softcore. Yeah. Well, apparently, um, uh, it would, the reason why it's so incoherent is because the original script uh, was written in English and then rewritten. By the French crew who did yeah. speak yeah. much English. With two different scripts. Yeah, so they they yeah. ended up with two scripts that were for completely different films, basically because <laughs> neither spoke each other's language, and then just tried to edit together what footage they had and hope for the best, which is why it's complete incoherent nonsense from start to finish. <laughs> yeah. But it's which fun. is which is the the joy of it, really, isn't yes. it? But uh, yeah, yeah. Um, it's got a guy whose chat up line is. He's quantity and I'm quality, which surely he's just saying, I've got a small dick. It's <laughs> a really good quality one. But it's good. <laughs> small, but it's good. Clean. <laughs> Symmetrical. Uh, it's been a while, but is there a roller disco in this one as well? I think I seem to remember uh, some kind of roller. I can't. Well, no, there is mention of a disco because the girl asks her puppet um, where she could go to pick up, to meet a nice guy. And these are the options he gives her. Find a way for me to meet him. Bars, 82%. Discos, 76%. Hitchhiking, 66%. Hitchhiking? That's like the last place you want to meet a guy. I mean, I'm sure you'll meet a guy. That's it. Live to Taliban. George. <laughs> I, I think she's yeah. on roller skates when she goes into the bar, CJ. I'm not sure. Oh, that's right. Uh, that's that's what I'm thinking of, yeah. 
Yeah. But she is. It's a bar. It's a bar that isn't allowed to serve spirits, so they have they have miniatures that they, <laughs> they serve as a sandwich, like between two <laughs> slices of bread. Amazing. <laughs> Yeah, a strange film, strange film. Um, and The Urge to Kill, uh, which is a, a similarly quite sex-obsessed uh, one from Britain, produced by Dick Randall, who did Pieces and um, ah, Don't Open Till Christmas, and is about a music producer, famous music producer, whose house is controlled by a computer called Sexy, who for some reason is depicted as a green woman in a room on her own with a, a computer keyboard with like a kind of post-punk fright, rip, fright wig. Um, that's a very odd one too, isn't it? Yeah, I've seen that. I wish I remember it. It's it's coming back to me now slowly. But... I blocked it. I can't remember anything from that. <laughs> I just completely just got rid of it. Yeah. Well, I remember this one was kind of rapey too, wasn't it? Like the guy was real like. Oh, very. There was a lot of like him just being real skeezy with women, and you could tell the actresses were like, "No, I don't really want to film this scene." I remember that about it. Yeah, he's um, he's called Bono Zorro, that oh, yeah. character. Yeah, that's... yeah. <laughs> the stupid shitty film. Um, not very good. Uh, but then moving into the nineties, surprisingly, and uh, I know Sarah and and CJ are completely at odds with us on this, but surprisingly, Rachel Talalay's Ghost in the Machine is fucking brilliant. So good. So fucking bad. terrible. It's amazing. So bad. Awful. That kill <laughs> scene in the kitchen was literally one of the best things I've ever seen. I <sighs> loved that scene i had to like but stop how, go back watch it again the computer... and then when it was over i watched it one more time but how does the computer turn the kitchen into a giant who cares uh, who cares when it looks this cool <laughs> <laughs> well do you know um do you know about power line yeah because Which... it, it follows the power line and then goes into the no i don't mean no, no i mean the the internet uh thing power line where you can you plug um your router into the mains yeah. um and then you have another little power line adapter plugged into the mains somewhere else in your house, and it gives you, you know, internet access through the mains electricity. Yeah, 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 but I, mean, I have no idea how that works, but obviously that is the kind of technology that the killer in Ghost in the Machine uses. Even if that gets horribly, horribly wrong, you're unlikely to microwave yourself in your kitchen. Like, <laughs> I think that's a step too far. But it's not. It's not not the plotting, which obviously is stupid. It's the. It's just Rachel Solalo's direction i don't mm-hmm. know how to say her name but her direction is incredible isn't it yeah it the, is. the camera is flying all over yeah. the place in that film yeah. it's always she, something she obviously going got on. a lot of money to to spend uh it, it is ludicrously glossy for a film that is that stupid uh, i think you like her style or you don't or how do you feel mm. about you know tank girl I, and I, freddy's I, dead I, I can't stand them I, it's just more 90s shit <laughs> I hate the. I don't remember Tank Girl, but Fred is Dead. I think is really good. I hate this. The worst worst nightmare on Elm Street sequel. I hate it. It's very post Elm Street, isn't it? It's it's got all these big elaborate um, kill scenes, um, and you know that's what the whole film is based around. I love that sort of stuff. Yeah, but I feel like Nightmare on Elm Street gives you a reason why it can do all this because the whole thing is they're nightmares that kill you, so they can be just you know whatever you want. Um, whereas this was just like this doesn't make any sense and you've not justified it very well at all well it's like ghosts I mean they don't really exist but we just you know um, and also Brain Scan came out in 94 oh, love where, Brain Scan which is about a kind of virtual reality game that turns out to be not so virtual I feel like the 90s was all about VR and that prick who looks like um, oh, some hair metal guy uh, what's he called the trickster the trickster yeah. oh 
He's he's the he's he's awful. He's he's the worst thing in brain scan. Uh, I like uh, him. <laughs> music's the best thing in brain scan. Sounds like um, sounds like Twin Peaks music. Uh, and a line I've written down here is um, the the main character. I think his friend calls him sausage dick, right, as an insult. Um, <laughs> sausages can be massive. Can, can be. <laughs> <laughs> it depends if he's thinking like bratwurst or chipolata. I mean, I, I yeah, don't know. There's, there's a range, isn't there? Yeah, Cumberland. Cum- <laughs> Cumberland ring. Cumberland ring. <laughs> <laughs> um, and all right, one of the stupidest is The Mangler 2. Uh, as if there haven't been enough of these stupid films. <laughs> which stars Lance Henriksen, who you can tell it's a good quality film because they misspelled his name in the credits. He is a headmaster of a school. That is controlled by a computer that turns evil. The uh, school's CEO's daughter, who's a bit of a rebel, installs this virus called the Mangler 2, which goes around killing people, but she's the heroine. So the heroine of this film is responsible for all the deaths, (laughs) which is unusual. Does anyone like it? Mangler 2? No. I mean, I don't want to sound melodramatic, but I genuinely had one of those, like, oh God what am I doing with my life? Why am I sitting <laughs> watching this? Because you'd fucking told me to watch it at a party when I was drunk and I ordered it on eBay immediately. So, oh yeah, we're good. we'll do that on the podcast. And then I sat down and it was so, so bad. And it was like a Saturday afternoon and the sun was out and I was thinking, <laughs> what, what am I doing? There's, like, there's a world out there, there's people, there's places and here I am watching this. And That's it just, me every uh, day. Yeah, well... <laughs> That's how I, I feel get there sometimes, but Mangler 2 was a real existential bummer. Like, I just sat there wondering what the point of anything was. Maybe, I'd, you know, I'd gone wrong at some point because here I was. It was just horrible. What, genuinely, I think it's fun. I think it's fun. And, you know, it, it's, it's, it knows it's silly. It's got some jokes in it that some sort the, the of The boys, the Spice Girls. Fuck yeah. it. Yeah. No, no, it does have some jokes that work. Like, you know, when the, the kids are all talking about... Um, oh, fuck, those kids, those, how are they prefects? They're the, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they're the worst kids in the school. Why did they get made prefects? Um, and, oh, uh, yeah, note that the um, all, all the other hundreds and hundreds of kids in the school are all sent off on a geography trip so that they don't have to <laughs> be in the film. This contrivance. Oh, and, and yeah, all the other kids get sent off apart from the prefects and that fucking cook who is like the most annoying character oh, in so annoying. any film. Oh, that guy. Just awful. Oh. One thing I like about this theme, about these, these, it's not really a genre, is it? Who are we kidding? Um, is how these uh, computers in the 80s and 90s sounded, uh, the voices that come out of them and stuff. I've got a little <laughs> compilation here. This is This is how... Films think computers sound. Hello, Mr. Zaro. Did you have a nice day? It is regrettable, but unimportant. The child will survive. Yes, my dear. Far out. I love the race. Ready when you are. Yes, master. And and this is how my computer in 2017 sounds. Yeah. So <laughs> it doesn't talk. Uh, yeah. No, I, I feel treated. It's, it's unfair. It's unfair. Why don't we have talking computers that... Why don't I, why don't I have a fucking puppet butler? <laughs> <laughs> I, I used to have a piece of software on the BBC Micro years ago uh, called Speech oh, yeah. by Superior yeah, too, Software. Yeah. 
Uh, it wasn't just so, it wasn't just software though, was it? You had to buy a fucking chip and put it in the machine. Did you have to buy a chip for that? Yeah, a little right, Epron. I think my my BBC already had a, a, a I, well, either that or my dad had put it in or something. So uh, yeah, when you put the uh, the disc in, uh, it would load up and give you the name of the software like Speech by Superior oh, Software. Yeah. And, and uh, um, I know every, where you're going with this. It's what? Sorry. I think I know where you're going with this. Really, I'll be surprised. Um, <laughs> okay. but every, every superior software game that they put out uh, after that, if you you know if you had the speech thing, then it, it would give you the name of the the game as yeah. it's loading. Bone uh, Cruncher. Yeah. <laughs> and there was this Citadel. 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 Superior software presents Citadel. You beat me yep, to it. Uh, but yeah, that's how computers use the sound. Citadel. Citadel. <laughs> Ah, <laughs> uh, right. <laughs> so, in the 21st century, in this decade, we've um, got obviously apps are our main form of uh, computer use, and the horror genre has kept up accordingly. With I lived then, um, which oh. was Frank Calf- Calhoun who did the Maniac remake, somehow just took a fucking nosedive and came up with <laughs> yeah. I lived, which yeah, yeah. So it's just how how did he go from such a brilliant Beautifully put together film is mania. Yeah, I don't, I don't get it. It's bizarre. I don't know. Maybe he had some bills to pay. <sighs> I, I don't think he could have paid money with that film. <laughs> uh, that was not a commercial picture. <laughs> There's about a vlogger who reviews phone apps, and um, he comes across one called "I Lived," which is kind of self-help thing. As as you would expect, he ends up having to kill people as part of the challenges, and it's just annoying, isn't it? It's an irritating film. It is an irritating film. Yeah, I mean the guy is really annoying. He's so annoying. That's that's like kind of the point though, because those YouTube people are kind uh, of annoying. Cut this if it's too much of a spoiler, but uh, Devil Eye. Yeah, (laughs) well, out to be the yeah. It does, doesn't it? But he realizes that when he looks at the app in a mirror. Yeah, and (laughs) it it says in the mirror, Devil Eye. Whereas it should say bevel eye. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dear God. <laughs> so I don't know how they thought they'd get away with that cheat, but I don't know if, if you didn't notice it, then you know, maybe they did. And one more, I think, is um, before we move on to our second feature, Friend Request, which is a South African one. Um, and it's basically a remake of Unfriended, isn't it? It was German, but they filmed it in South Africa. Yeah, yeah. I think they were being shot at the same time. It was just one of those zeitgeist it was a, things. The director said he was inspired by Unfriended. Oh, did that they? one? Okay, sh- sorry, yeah. that one should have been called Unfriended. Yeah, I think it was. I think its working title was Unfriended, and then they were like, oh. Yeah. And Unfriended's working title was Cybernatural. Oh, 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 do you not like that? I think it's quite cool. That's horrendous. Oh yes, I noticed that. Um, Friend Request is a Devil Times 5 full house because it's about uh, an evil witch inside a computer system who uses wasps to kill students after scaring them with sudden demon faces. So that covers everything we've done in the five episodes so far. Wow. Nice. (laughs) Um, Yeah. But the moral of of, uh, Friend Request is don't become friends with goths, isn't it? Yes. That's fucked. (laughs) <laughs> right. Um, well, let's move on to our second feature, which is, in my opinion, the superior Unfriended, directed in 2014 by Leo Gabriadzi. Uh, hey, guys. What are you guys doing? Hey, Mitch. 
I just tried to hang up on him. Can we get rid of this person? I don't know. Is this here the whole time? This is probably a glitch. Well, the glitch just typed. <laughs> Who is doing this? This is Laura's account. Who would hack into a dead girl's account? Maybe it's Laura. Oh, man, what's going on? What is it? Hey, talk to us! A Skype conversation between six friends is hijacked by the spirit of a dead classmate who proceeds to torment them and somehow kill them via their computers. Right, so this was my choice um, for the second feature. What I love most about Unfriended is uh, it should be really dull and uncinematic, just having what is effectively a static shot of a computer screen for 80 minutes. But it's so full of stuff on that screen that you just I just can't look away from it from, for a moment. Yeah, I, th I thought like it kind of brings its scares into a real world, realistic situation that everyone can relate to. Because like if you think about most American horror films, like you know you got diners and summer camps and frat parties and abandoned shopping malls and things like that, which you know I don't have personal experience of ever going to. But yeah, we all use Skype like right now. <laughs> we all use instant messaging and search things on Google and do Facebook. So you can relate to them, and I, that, for that reason, I think the concept of Unfriended, which of course uses actual real uh, services like Facebook and Skype and Google and Spotify, YouTube and iMessage and even Chat Roulette, um, <laughs> I think it's just genius, and I fucking love it, and I think it's one of the best films of recent years. Yeah. Um, so where do you guys stand? Who's who's a fan and who's um, not? I'm with can you. Can we go Cliff. back for a second? Uh, do you think it's superior to Evil Speak? When you yes. said yes, get out. Like, <laughs> <laughs> no. Okay. Delete your accounts. <laughs> Unfriend me. No. Unfriended is the best horror movie about the internet. I just, I've just, I've never seen a film depict how we, you re, like, you really use a computer so vividly. Like that is how exactly how you use a computer. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah that, that's it. what I—that's that, what I like about it. That it's told through a computer screen, essentially. Mm. And I was really I, I dreading rewatching yeah. this. We rewatched it last night. We had seen it, I don't know, a few months ago. It went kind of in the one ear out the other. I couldn't remember anything about it. But once it started, and I realized slash remembered, it was all told through you know, one computer screen. I was like, okay, it's just kind of kind of interesting and, and different, original. Mm. And like you said, it you pay attention to all the small things and it's really it's just really smart in how it kind of tells you about her character no i'm not saying it's very good i think it's okay <laughs> no i love it i think it's five stars it's brilliant i i like the format but i don't know i'm just i'm depraved or something because i just wish like the deaths were more interesting someone gets killed with a hair straightener <laughs> I know, but, <laughs> but you don't see how it how much though. more interesting Picture can you get afterwards. I, I want to oh, see, see it. Now. Yeah, I want to see it. Uh, I want to see uh, it. I love that the ghost sent us like a meme of it. That was amazing. They, uh, put the, like, they used yeah. the impact font yeah. and everything. It's brilliant. I love it. There's a lot of things I do love about it. Uh, it is really clever. And, uh, you know, I agree with Sarah that it does a lot of smart, subtle things in the background. Um, it's just, I just wish it had a better plot. 
Like, I, I know there's only so much that you can do with the plot when the focus is all on yeah. the, the delivery of the plot, which is superb. Um, but it is, when you take all that out, uh, I, just, I, oh, I can't put my finger on it. I just wish there was a little bit more than just that very uh, familiar ghost revenge story. Well, yeah, it's just, it's a haunted house movie, except instead of yeah. a house, it's a laptop. Which is probably why I hate it. <laughs> I don't hate it, I just don't like it. I, I, I like it. I, I, th- I think it's a good movie, um, but it's not a great movie for me. No. But it is incredibly well made. Why did the fat guy have to get killed by a blender? That's what I want to know. <laughs> so fucking stupid. I can't stand he, shit like that. He makes a smoothie right at the beginning, doesn't he? Like, there's yeah. a scene right at the start where he's banging on about his... Oh, he's talking about salsa. And he's no, like salsa. He was making salsa. And talking about mm. salsa. Come on. Um, yeah, I mean, the deaths are weird, aren't they? Because, They're really like, weird. I mean, Val, Val, you don't really know how she dies, but that fucking scene where they realise that she's dead... So... But she's not moving and the yeah phone just vibrates into shot. I love that. It's so yeah. creepy. Yeah. And and I'd say the first scary bit is where um, Blair's trying to memorialise um, Laura's Facebook page. Yeah. And she fills out the form and then it doesn't go through and she just scrolls up the form and it just goes, I got her, I got her. Can I, got I got just her. That, that point actually out, freaks me out that right now Craig's webcam has gone completely mangled? Like, is anyone else seeing this? <laughs> like, he has no face right now. Fuck. <laughs> is that a bottle of bleach sitting next to him? What's going on? Is it a hair straight? <laughs> hey, look, sorry, guys. I've got to stop. I've got to go make my salsa that I've got going. <laughs> Smoke a little. I'll, I'll watch my hands. Don't worry. <laughs> See, I, I, don't think, I don't think there are any scary moments in this, but I think Holly kind of jumped at that point. You just pointed out. That was kind of creepy. Yeah. I think it's really creepy. I I just yeah. I think it plays into that fear that of like of even just that that fear of someone messing with your computer, someone posting something yeah. on your Facebook page that you don't want. Like that's definitely a a thing that is there to exploit, and it does it really well. I don't like the ending. Not the very ending. Not when you see yeah, the ghost. The oh, that last, that's stupid. That last shot. Yeah, is I don't like that at yeah. all. So dumb. I don't really understand what the what's happening in the ending. I don't really, don't really get what what's supposed to. Happen I think that Laura ghost her, shows up. Yeah. To kill her, yeah. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but did you see Laura? Yeah, that, I think so, yeah. Last thing to say, because it's, it's only a split second. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's... The other bit I don't really understand is when they're playing Never Have I Ever, Never Have I Ever offered to trade Jesse's life for mine. I just don't get that bit. I don't understand what it means. I think I it happened off screen. I think that yeah. it's supposed to imply that he was direct messaging with Laura yeah. that we didn't yeah. see. Yeah. Um, but also, he's cheating. If you watch Never Have I Ever, he has, uh, like I think, three fingers down, and then the next scene, he's only got like two. He definitely cheats at one point. Like, oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. Dickhead. <laughs> but he's terrible. He's supposed to be a horrible character, so he's fine. I think they're all supposed to be horrible. Yeah, characters. yeah, yeah, they are, of course. Yeah, yeah I mean, it's, yeah. it is, I mean, that's it is why like, they die, right? Yeah, yeah they get, it's, it's that, you know, yeah, kids go to a haunted house, whatever, but they, the, the sin is there, whatever the original sin is that causes yeah. the ghost to get them. It's, and they're all quite nasty from all of them. Yeah, I mean, the, the video of Laura having shat herself is, is <laughs> a bit out there, really, isn't it? Extremely, yeah. Minky Laura. Yeah. Um, I, I actually, I think it's a shame that you can't, on the Blu-ray, choose whose computer screen to watch. I mean, that would involve a lot of extra filmmaking, but yes. <laughs> that would be awesome. <laughs> it would be good. Even if it was good. just for, like, ten minutes or something, like, just a part of the film, yeah, that would be awesome. Yeah. Or if, like, you know, they don't tell you who the main character is and you can choose any of them and 
you know, you, it might take you six goes to reach the end, like choose your own adventure. You would have to make the film six times. Um, there is also like they do cheat a little bit on the Skype, like when Blair is typing in a different window, yeah. the audio drops out on the Skype conversation, yeah. which I only noticed like I think the oh. third time I watched it. But I'm sort of willing to let it go because whatever. It was. It's just that yeah. our. It was telling us where our attention needs to be. I guess. Yeah, because you keep hearing her type, right? But you never hear yeah. her breathe or cough or any yeah. anything. Yeah. <laughs> but I like how Jess is always laughing to herself in silence whenever you're not supposed to be watching her. <laughs> whenever you can't hear what's being said, there's always just this window of Jess just laugh. <laughs> it's great. If you watch it again, you'll see what I mean. Not gonna watch um, it again. I've seen it twice. And that's yeah, that's, yeah, that's enough. It's probably did enough. You, done with unfriended. Um, Holly, as a as a massive cat fan as I am, did you go to YouTube and see if there really is a video called "Cat Does Backflip Amazing"? No, I didn't. <laughs> is, is there? And is there? It's not that clip that you see oh, on the, in the film. Uh, that's but a shame. There, there is there is a picture. Uh, there is a video of a cat flip. A uh, cat flip. <laughs> <laughs> cat doing a backflip. That's a cat flip. And it is and it is amazing. <laughs> okay. So, you know. Have you guys seen the uh, short film Skype Mare that came out a year before <laughs> Unfriended? Nice. It's almost exactly like the same. I mean, I it's not it. all on his computer, but it's almost the but, same sort of, you know. I think he had a girlfriend or something who commits suicide, and she's contacting him through Facebook. And but, it's, yeah. but sustaining it for a feature. For a whole film, yeah, and yeah. not ever cheating until the very end. I've watched it, I think, three or four times now, and um, always on my own. But but this time, uh, my missus walked into the room, and it just sort of occurred to me what a strange film it is, mm-hmm. visually. Because mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, it made, made me think. What, Did what, she just think you were talking you to your cool American teenage friends? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Keeps dying one by one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's funny how like you know some some films you can just like you know take it as it is, but then as soon as you're watching it with someone else, you're like, it's odd, isn't it? It's a very odd film. It's watch a computer screen so, yeah. for ninety minutes. Yeah, oh, yeah. I love the use of Spotify as well. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Especially the songs that play by themselves. Yeah, like the or ghost no, rendering oh, yeah, yeah, playlist. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I love how she scrolls, she scrolls down the rando playlist that she's got, and it's all kind of like <laughs> yeah. Lady Gaga, Maroon Five, all these very well-known artists. And then, of course, the one that she chooses to play is like some shitty yeah. college band you've never heard of because yeah. they couldn't afford the, the rights for Lady Gaga. <laughs> right, unfriended, done. Uh, let us play scary noises. Last month, Sarah and CJ won their first game of Scary Noises, meaning that Holly and Richard are 2-1 up in terms of games won, or 11-8 up in terms of total points scored. So let's see if the UK team can level things up this time. As always, you'll hear six pairs of audio clips. One of each pair will be related to this month's theme, and you have to buzz in when you think you know them. One point per correct answer, plus a bonus point if you get both in a pair, which has never happened so far. (laughs) Amazing. It's too hard. Here's your first pair of Scary Noises. Two bottles of whiskey a day, no problem, Mike. Most of the time, he's somewhere out in space. But if he caught you, look out. Because Cropsy could strip the paint I know that music. CJ. Uh, is the dialogue from The Burning? It is. Did you get the music? I'm going to take a wild guess at Ghost in the Machine. Uh, no. Um, do you want to hear it again, Richard and Holly? Yes, please. 
Two bottles of whiskey a day, no problem, Mike. Most of the time, he's somewhere out in space. But if he caught you, look out. Because Cropsy could strip the paint off the walls just by breathing on them. <laughs> now, this Cropsy was a sadist. Ah, oh, shit. I recognize the music, but... I yeah, don't... me too. Yeah. It's brain scan. Yeah. Oh, I gave you a clue earlier when I said it was a bit like Twin Peaks. Twin Peaks. That's what I was <laughs> thinking too. I'm like, yeah. it's like Twin Peaks, but it's not Twin Peaks. Oh, oh well. I forgot. Right. Okay. Here's the second one. What the hell could have done this? Supposed to have been a power surge caused by last night's storm. Wiped out the whole password file. And what? Yeah. You you say say yeah. It's Ghost in the Machine, the dialogue. Yep. Uh, Did you get the music, Sarah? Or? No. no. Uh, I. I'm just going to go with a with a wild guess of, of like the first film that comes into my mind, Body Puzzle. No. No. It's not is it Lost Boys? It is the Lost Boys. Well yeah. done. Uh, right. So that's two. Uh, yeah, two one to CJ and Sarah. Here's the third one. Yes, Richard. It's the dialogue, Kathy's Curse? Yeah. Yes. Wow. <laughs> um, right, the music is really difficult on this one. I can't even hear music. I think the music is um, I Live. It's not. Okay. Uh, CJ and Sarah, here's, here's it again for the music. hear music yeah it doesn't even sound like music it's just like a drone uh, i mean i guess you might as well just guess any uh, computer horror go on. do you want to have a go no i don't know demon uh, seed no it's pulse uh, the remake of pulse that is wow that that guy really had an easy day didn't he just <laughs> press one note <laughs> on the keyboard press play on tape. collect money <laughs> right, fourth one. This episode this week, we're going to review a self-help app. Self-help yeah, Richard. Right now. That is I Lived. Richard. The dialogue. That is I Lived. Did you get the music? I um, didn't get to hear it. Buzzed no, in too no. fast. Right, for CJ and Sarah then, music. This episode this week, we're going to review a self-help app. Self-help is a big business right now. Uh, ones that help you with self-confidence, anxiety, insomnia, a uh, little uh, drug addiction, a little drug addiction, a little drug addiction. And there's apps out there for people who think they've been abducted by aliens and there's tracking devices in their brain. It's called the Alien Brain Scan app. You should check it out. Is it Italian? Uh, I, 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 yes, the music yeah. is Italian. Yes. Yeah, I was going to say. But, I mean, obviously, but I didn't get any further than that. Uh, I'll actually be able to give you a... a Choice of two films you could go. Oh, that's some bullshit right there. I mean, I'm not sure I've never that. had two no, options. No, 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 Fuck no. that. That's not fair. That's not fair. <laughs> Moving I'm, on. Gonna... All right, I'm gonna take a wild stab. Unless Sarah's got anything. No, go for it. Go on. Short night at Glass Dolls. 
No. What it is, is an instrumental version of Rizzo Solani's theme tune from So Sweet, So Perverse, as used in The Strange Colour of Your Body's Tears. Oh, well, I haven't seen either of those, so I don't feel that bad about that. I thought, oh, I thought you can I was watch Strange be... Colour of Your Body's Tears. It's brilliant. Yeah. All right, here's the fifth one. Liz, can we just talk about this? You want to go in? Yes, is that Richard? Evil Speak. Yes, music is evil speak. Did you get Did you get the dialogue? Oh. Uh, here it is for CJ and Sarah. Liz, can we just talk about this? You want to go in? No, it's Shaun of the Dead. Yep. Cool. Right, the score at the moment is three to CJ and Sarah and four to Holly and Richard. Here's the final pair. <laughs> Getting in before the dialogue even started. I got a bit excited. I mean, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm excited because I don't think I've ever once got the music because just no. music I, I just can't retain. But that was Island of Death. Certainly is. So that brings you level. Damn it, so, if they get the dialogue, we've had it. Okay, Holly, if you get the dialogue, this. Holly and Richard... We, can, we hmm? can have a guess at the dialogue, right? Even though we didn't hear I it. I don't think it had even started, but you can, yes, you can. I was going to guess. I was going to guess Demon Seed. Oh, oh, fucking hell! Unbelievable. Is that right? Yes. So you get a bonus point for getting both halves. <laughs> Let's just hear it. Let's just hear it. Desperation, understanding, desperation, the child is in his incubator. Understanding, desperation, you can't. It must remain there for five days. No, in five days. So you win six four, CJ and Sarah. (laughs) You're getting better at it. You're getting better at the game. So we've come to the end of the first cycle. Five episodes done, and we begin the cycle again next month with CJ's second choice of theme. And what have you gone for? Uh, I've gone for, and I wish I had a catchy name for it. Uh, I keep trying to think of something that alliterates with death row, like death row deadbeats, death row <laughs> demons, death row. We'll just call it death row. People that come back after they've been electrocuted is basically the theme. Um, but yeah. So we're looking at, uh, my choice of film was Shadow Dead Riot. And we're also going to do Shocker. Uh, please find us on Facebook, Twitter and at letterbox.com slash DX5. And most importantly, please, please leave nice reviews on iTunes for us so that uh, to help us get noticed on there. We will be back next month. Thanks for listening. Sit at a